This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's go to the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Very happy to have Eric Eager back with us. He's the vice president at Sumer Sports. It would be fun for me, Eric, to say what it is you guys do and read what it says up on your Twitter page, because it, but it's way too smart for me. What do you guys do at Sumer Sports? Yeah, well, thanks for having me. It's uh, it's uh, can't believe we're already to the end of the season. I know um, it, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, we we uh, use you know basically analytics and and traditional scouting to build uh, roster t- you know building tools for NFL teams. Uh, we also have a website sumersports.com that provides uh, custom statistics uh, and tools for the for fans and and fantasy players and and that kind of thing. So. Uh, yeah, we're 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 trying to build something cool there, and and trying to trying to raise the the conversation ar- around football. And people can figure all that out by going to you guys on Twitter at Sumer Sports S U M E R Sports. Best way to do it. Best way to do it, or SumerSports.com, where we uh, where we have you know our our take, and and we're uh, this coming weekend we had a playoff preview, which was really which was really cool, and you can go and download that if you want to look at you know, what the Browns stats were going into the, 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 the playoffs um, and some cool insights into their season. It was a great season for them. Uh, and then coming out next week, we're going to have a Super Bowl preview, which will be uh, quite an in-depth analysis, uh, you know, player props, all that kind of stuff uh, coming out for, for this Super Bowl that's, uh, that's coming up in a couple weeks. Awesome. Uh, let me just start here. Let's let's talk about the Lions yesterday and the way the game Dan Campbell called the game. Now, I know a lot of people say, well, they did this all season long. Um, but it was interesting to watch them, you know, what they lost a 17 point lead in that game yesterday and, you know, go for it on fourth down. Don't go. I'm just curious. your just your overall take on that Lions Niners game yesterday. Yeah. I mean, I think that for the most part, you know, Dan Campbell did, I think what he had to do. I mean, the only, the only mistake I think he actually made, and I think a lot of people might bristle at this is I don't think he should have kicked a field goal at the end of the half. I think, uh, in a lot of ways, you know, and this is actually, I'm not even going to take the numbers out of this. If you go into the half up 28, uh, seven, them getting the ball, I think you're in a much better position, obviously. But I also think if you don't get it and you go into the half up 21, seven, you're more alert, right. than you are going into the half up 24, seven, right. A three score lead feels safer than a two score lead. And I think the lions came out in the second half. And unfortunately, you know, slept walked a little bit in, in that third quarter. And so that was like the one, I don't think he was even aggressive enough at the end of the first half, especially given they were so on their toes. The Niners couldn't buy a stop in the first half of that game. 
Uh, I think that that was the one mistake he made. Now, you know, people will say, you know, you could have kicked the field goal when you're up 14. I mean, it's fourth and two. Josh Reynolds is wide open. You got to catch that ball. And then, um, you know, at the end of the, yeah, the, at the end where they were down three, but the ease with which the Niners drove down and made that a 10 point game to me feels like if you're going to send out your kicker and, and Michael Badgley, I mean, he was the kicker for Detroit this year for four games only because they had struggled so much. And that's not a great kicking stadium. Badgley in his career was just 37 of 48 from 40 to 49. That was why he was run out of LA as the Chargers kicker. So everybody took those points as a gimme. I, I just think I'd trust that offense. One of the best in the league to convert some fourth and shorts rather than trust the kicker in that spot. Eric, the way the teams seem to be using fourth down as an offensive play more than they have in the past. And, and the lions were kind of the poster child for that analytically is that the right play most of the time usually usually it is um you know there are some situations you know where kicking obviously is better i think if you have a defense like the chiefs like like the ravens um you know but even the ravens went for fourth down at their own 30 the other day i mean imagine what that game would have been had they punted that ball down 7-0 and not scored on their first drive to make it 7-7 um, or the Chiefs went for fourth and two when they were kind of, you know, in Baltimore territory. You know, I, I think that there are some situations where I'm more uh, okay with kicking when you have a great defense, but neither one of those teams could, you know, the only, the only thing that was stopping either one of those offenses were, the, were those offenses, you know. And so I think what – I think, you know, most of the time in the NFL, you want the game to be in your own hands. And when you're playing defense – it's simply not for most teams. So were you surprised by either of the outcomes yesterday? Or I mean, I think we all thought these would be close games yesterday. Um, and I, Kansas said, I don't know, I just, were you surprised? Like, I'm not surprised today. I'm curious if you are. I, well, at the betting markets, there were a lot of very sharp, very professional people that I know in the, in the space that were, were betting Baltimore. And I think the only surprising thing for me Um, And I, you know, I'm, I'm friends with people in that building and I, and I, you know, I was talking to them, you know, all week and I, I, you know, and I'm a Chiefs fan and I know where their weaknesses are. I, I, for the life of me, did not understand the offensive game plan that the Ravens had. The Chiefs, you know, are bottom third of the league team in run defense. They were without their nose tackle, starting nose tackle. They're without Willie Gay, one of their starting linebackers. And they gave six carries to running backs. All we, game. Yep, we, we were chatting about that earlier, Eric. I couldn't, I couldn't understand it for the life and, of me. And I, and I feel like I, I don't know if you guys remember this game, but like the Super Bowl between the Packers and the and the Steelers, it felt like Bruce Arians was trying to prove to everybody that that Ben Roethlisberger was a Hall of Famer, and it cost them the early parts of that game and ultimately the game. I felt like that whole game, Todd Monken was trying to prove to everybody that Lamar Jackson could play the type of game Patrick Mahomes could play. And I love Lamar Jackson. I think he's great. I think he's worth every penny for that team. But he's not Patrick Mahomes, right? And, and he doesn't need to be. That team's much better than the Chiefs, I think, from 2 to 53. And unfortunately, I thought that that was – and it wasn't like – the Chiefs did dominate the first half of that game, both time of possession and yards. Like, but you were only down seven for most of that game, you know, seven and then ten. You could have ran the ball for most of that game still, you know, played your normal offense. And it felt like they were trying to prove a point, which to me, you know, that's a big edge in football when you try to prove a point as opposed to doing what will win you the game. 
Eric Eager joining us from Sumer Sports. I, I couldn't agree with you more on that. I, I was stunned because it's the number, and obviously Lamar Jackson, a big part of their running game, but it's the number one running team in the National Football League. It didn't matter who they had at running back, whether it was Keaton Mitchell or whether who was out, or Gus Edwards or Justin Hill. I mean, they and they had Dalvin Cook, who, who they haven't dusted off yet, and I I couldn't believe it. Do you think that that was just as you said? Was it Todd Munkin wanting to show that Lamar can throw the ball, or did they think that that was actually the best way to attack Kansas City? I mean, I think it's so funny because the Chiefs defense hasn't given up more than seven points in the second half since all the way back to the Green Bay game, right around, you know, I believe it was the week after Thanksgiving, so for a long time. And the cornerstone, like, you know, we even saw in the Super Bowl last year, but the Steve Spagnuolo defenses, you can get to them early, but you really can't get to them late. And, and so I felt like they must have thought that the Chiefs were just going to stack the box and force Lamar to beat them. But I think you have to make them actually do that first, right? You can't zig before the other team zags. You know what I mean? And, and so I was just so perplexed that they didn't have yeah, – they didn't do it. But, I, it, yeah, I don't know. I, and, and it's funny. I was actually at the Ravens game against the, 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 te- uh, the Texans the week before – and when that game went into halftime 10-10, the whole building, the people I was around, it was kind of one of those like, oh, here we go again situations, right? They, they, they've always kind of, Lamar hadn't been a great player as a favorite in the playoffs. And so, you know, I, I thought, and I was incorrect about this because they were able to get a stop right away, but I thought the Chiefs should have taken the ball out of the coin flip because I thought if they got ahead, it was going to turn out like the Titans playoff game a couple years ago. And it really did where – but but it was it was largely because the Ravens fell into the same trap that they did in the Titans game where they got behind by a little bit and they abandoned her, their identity totally and it just to me it made zero sense I I have no idea what they were thinking. Um, it was interesting because I, I looked at some things and I think you'll appreciate this as a Kansas City guy that there were only three states that were rooting for Kansas City in yesterday's <laughs> game. Did you see what they were? Kansas, Missouri, and Ohio. Yeah, so, baby. Yeah, and we're obviously one because of the Ravens, and two because of um, because of Travis Kelsey. So I, I'm just I'm curious your thoughts on that. And then I, I hate to ask the the question, but are you over the Taylor Swift thing? So I had to ask so only because I'm only Ohio, asking you this because I really want to ask you about your league table on your website. But I've got to <laughs> ask you this. So, so go ahead. Sorry. So it's funny because I used to live in Cincinnati when I worked for PFS for Chris and. Like, the Bengals fans hate the Chiefs. I feel like they hate the Chiefs more than they maybe even hate the Steelers, Browns, Bengals, and Ravens. Like, it, or, sorry, the Ravens and the, and the Steelers and the Browns. So, like, it surprises me that the Kelsey-Cleveland, you know, hatred for the Ravens, you know, like that overcame the, the Bengals' hatred for the Chiefs. Yeah, um, but, but, that's but cool. he played for UC. Maybe that was sneaking him in there. Maybe that's maybe, what brought yeah. over Southern – Northern Kentucky yeah. is what I should call it. Where actually, I mean, it. my opinion on Taylor Swift is like, look, this team has dealt with like Mahomes' wife has at times been a little annoying. Mahomes' brother has had, I mean, his like Things. Taylor Swift among like sideshows in Chiefs in Lure has been like is like median. She's not even like anywhere close to the worst. So I'll take it. And honestly, Kelsey and you guys like. Kelsey's brought so much joy to this fan base. He's so good. He's like one of the best tight ends ever. And obviously two Super Bowls, like 
they can do whatever, and I won't. I wouldn't be upset as a Chiefs fan. Like I get why some people might be annoyed, but I think it's just overall annoyance at how good Mahomes and Reed, and now that they have a defense, it just seems inevitable now. And you know they could lose on uh, next Sunday. Of course, the Niners are a great team, but I think if you're an AFC fan base specifically, but an NFL fan in general, like you're just annoyed at the Chiefs' inevitability, aren't you? Yes, I'm not actually. I think a lot of people are, Eric. I, I actually have a ton of respect for them. I, I think they're fun to watch. Uh, Eric Eager joining us from Sumer Sports. The Browns reportedly continuing with their offensive staff shakeup and bringing in Ken Dorsey as offensive coordinator. What happened in Buffalo this year? Was it his fault? Because it seems like he was the fall guy. Yeah, the offense was actually more efficient with Dorsey than it was with uh, with the guy that replaced him. Um, and, and so... Uh, Buffalo is a weird one, right? They were the classic, you know, their record wasn't as good as they were. They lost a lot of close games. And, you know, you guys have had that in Cleveland at times too, right? Where you're, you guys have a very talented roster and for, you know, there, there have been games, you know, this year, obviously the games went your way, but there have been other years where it don't, it, it didn't. And I think that that was, he was the fall guy for a team that was outperforming their win loss record. And, you know, when Joe Brady took over, um, you know, it went down a little bit. They ran the ball a little bit more. Um, but, you know, Josh, there was a couple bounces that went the Bills' way this time. And, and um, you know, they, they traded for Rasul Douglas, who got some interceptions on that side of the ball, which helped. Um, so I, I, I like Dorsey. I think, you know, the, the real thing is going to be, you know, Stefanski does such a good job with, you know, mid-tier quarterbacks, guys that can turn their back to the, to the defense run play action, really leverage a great offensive line. And a lot of that stuff went away this year. And he was still good at still generating better offense than his talent. And Watson in theory shouldn't have to be that quarterback. He should be the quarterback that you kind of run a Mahomes type of offense with. You spread it out. You, you let him play backyard football. And I just don't know if that meshes all that well with the current regime. So, um, you know, Dorsey kind of can play that kind of football so maybe this is the right bridge from the head coach, who I think is clearly very good, to the quarterback, who has at times in his career been clearly very good. And I think this maybe this is more of a stylistic bridge between those two. Eric, last thought. Does all of the research that you guys do at Sumer Sports and everything you go through say that Kevin Stefanski is a good NFL play caller, not good? Where is he? He is a he is a well above average NFL play caller and he is a terrific NFL head coach. Okay. Well, there's our talking point for the next segment. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Eric again, how can folks get with your information? Sumersports.com and I, yeah, obviously I'm on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore and then we are, are ourselves at at Sumersports wherever you can uh, go to social media. So I uh, really appreciate the, the plug there. And we are going to have a Super Bowl preview coming out next week uh, for anybody that likes to dabble in the – I know the sports betting is legal in Ohio, uh, so anybody who likes to dabble in the Super Bowl props and all that kind of stuff, uh, hopefully hopefully you'll find it useful. Eric, great to have you with us again. Thanks, Thank sir. You. Appreciate it. Take care, guys. Eric Eager, Sumer Sports on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Eric Eager from Sumer Sports was just with us. And Sumer Sports does analytical stuff like absolute crazy for the NFL. That's that's the easy way of saying it. They're they're really smart guys and they do they do big time analytical stuff. Uh, he also worked for Pro Football F- uh, Focus with Chris Collinsworth before. I asked Eric 
about our head coach. Does all of the research that you guys do at Sumer Sports and everything you go through say that Kevin Stefanski is a good NFL play caller, not good? Where is he? He is a well above average NFL play caller, and he is a terrific NFL head coach. What did you think of that? I thought the question was longer than the answer. Which, which was pretty direct. <laughs> was, I, thought he, I thought it was a great answer by him. I, I thought it was, I, too. I kind of thought I needed to set it up a little bit. Don't you think, hey, does Kevin Stefanski suck? Would that have been the thing to say? You no, know, I think regular folks would, would appreciate that question. I think every once in a while we should just ask a question. Kevin, the hell were you thinking on that call? Why can't we ask questions like that? We're all so nice and proper and professional. And just one time, maybe just go right for it. You ask questions the to judgment. get answers. Of course. I asked a question. I got a good answer. You did. Do you agree with it? Do you agree with his answer? I think he's right. I think he is right. I, I've thought that for some time, though, and caught a lot of grief on this show because of it. But I, I think the guy can coach. And I think we have a guy who you want to be with long term here as far as him running our football organization. Now, he's brought in an offensive coordinator who, by the way, Eric Eager had great things to say about as well. He said it was actually better in Buffalo when he was the offensive coordinator. I don't know. I just think we're in a – we live in a world where you have to get your coffee 30,000 different ways rather than just saying, can I have a cup of coffee? Yeah. And so I think that we have no patience for anything – I know you like. I don't have a problem being frustrated every once in a while with what our head coach is doing, but sometimes you got to step back. You got to get up to the satellite and look back down on Earth and go. You know what? Maybe it doesn't look as bad as I thought it did. Wow! Especially when you're talking about head coaches in Cleveland. I mean, we were going through them like toilet paper. Please, can we stop? So now we're at a point now where we actually have a coach that. Has seen the playoffs twice. You know, we're pretty good this year. I, I know let's that go, people let's go want bottom the, line. I know people want the bar to be the Super Bowl and win this. Like, I just feel like if we won the Super Bowl, people are like, well, we didn't win two. Yeah, but they can't they can't do it again. Oh, there's no way they can do it again. He's a horrible. And we coach. agree on at least this, and and we have a competent head coach. And I think that's I think that's great. Move forward, and, and let's see where this goes. Now, unfortunately, if you're a competent head coach and you're not named Andy Reid or Bill Belichick in previous years and everything else, you still don't have a, a real long shelf life guaranteed. You know, Harbaugh, if, maybe. If this team doesn't do well next year, despite the extension that I'm sure is coming for Kevin Stefanski, if the team were suddenly to go six and eleven next year, I bet there's a coaching change. That's just kind of the way it goes. Just depends on how it falls. Well, we're waiting. Here's here's the thing with with Kevin: two playoffs in four years, terrific. You know that's that hasn't been done. That's that's a great thing. It's been a while, um, but you're waiting for that bust through, and I I get that. You're waiting for the playoff win. You know you're waiting for hey this team has become a Kansas City type of team dare I say, a Baltimore kind of team where this is one of the upper echelon teams year in, year out in the American Football Conference. That, that's what you're looking for here. 
And that that is yet to happen. We can all readily admit that. You know, I just like to win the AFC North just once. You know, I'm watching the game yesterday, mm-hmm. and they had some shot down from the from the field looking back up, and you could see the ribbon boards around the outside, and it said, AFC North champions, Baltimore Ratbirds. And I'm like, man, wouldn't it be nice just to be able to walk into our stadium once? I don't know. It may not be until we see a new stadium that we have that, or we have the ability to say that, but... I, I just I, just once I like to you know what hey the Browns won the AFC North last year wouldn't that be a good feeling wouldn't would there be any satisfaction say the Browns won thirteen and lost the way the Ravens did yesterday we'd be okay with that or would we chalk it up with all of our Eastern uh, Central Conference championships for the NBA I mean does it winning the North mean anything Yeah it does I think it does I yeah. think it means more than it does in the you know in uh, the NBA winning the Central you know I, I heard. What was who was it? Gosh, I, I want to say it was uh, the Detroit San Francisco game, but I, I don't recall. But somebody said something this weekend involving being the road team, and it said, "Hey, good, they can the fans can make all the noise they want. They're not playing, they're not on the field, so don't even worry about it." And it was somebody involved with the team, and I thought, "Boy, that cut to the chase," and I like it because I've always thought that, you know, okay, they can cheer, and you might make it tough to call, you know, call things at the line of scrimmage. What else does it do? Probably not much. Might inspire the home team a little bit, but I, I thought it was very much putting in place and putting your head in the right place that, hey, it doesn't matter that we're the road team, let's go win. thought it was good. Yeah, I know when I was watching the trophy presentation, I kept thinking how sweet it was when the Cavaliers won uh, in Oakland. And I was watching the presentation, and, I, and first, you know, so mm-hmm. – uh, before Kansas City had won one, they said, "Well, they're not doing the presentation in, the, excuse me, <clears throat> in the locker room. They're doing it on the field." And I'm like, "Wow, they're on the road and they're at Baltimore. I got to tell you, that's sweet. It's sweet. I, I, you talk about a once in a lifetime opportunity when the Cavaliers won in San Francisco. Just seeing how many Cavs fans were had made that trip and had been out there and to win on the road and to kind of take over a little bit of that." Uh, that magic that they have that they had in San Francisco at the old place was pretty sweet. And then I watched it and I was like, yeah. And then San Francisco ends up winning yesterday. And I'm like, oh, that's maybe that's payback for the Cavaliers on that one. Although it's not like they've longed for championships in San Francisco. That's for sure. I, there's just some there. there I, I don't know. I just I think it's I think it's kind of sweet. Well, I wish if the Browns ever do win, I'd love for it to be at home because we'd all want to enjoy it together. But I also think it's kind of sweet on the road, especially when it's in Baltimore. I thought that was awesome. Sorry. You think? Yeah. I, I just I, I thought it was thought it was really interesting. I, I keep going back to the fourth down calls in the by Dan Campbell and the Lions. And you could say that not one of them worked. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I thought it was really interesting that Eric just told us he thought it would have been better to go for it and not. He said exactly what and, we said and, in the beginning yeah, of the show. And not so. get the touchdown only because it might keep you sharper for the second half. I, I hadn't thought of that. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think points on the board are a good thing. But that was, that to me was the one where you just go for it. Because man, you could you could have stomped on him right there and been up twenty eight to seven at halftime. That would have been that would have been something big. Dan's in Northfield. Dan, hey Dan, hey, what's happening, guys? How are you? Good. I, Lamar Jackson choked. Something's fishy about that. I, I feel he should have ran the ball. Okay, and I feel like they need to stop the prop betting during the game. I know you're going to think I'm crazy, but. And and I also had another thought. Wait, Watch why? Me. Just you, you, it's just random thought. Why should they stop prop betting during the game? Well, does it influence the game? I don't know. I don't. It's kind of hard. I unless you have some inside information that I have done. I think it's extremely difficult. I, you got to get twenty two guys all on the same page on the prop bet stuff. Oh, I just can't believe that. But, but I had another thought, and I'm sorry. I, I when you were talking. When I was watching these playoffs and I was thinking about my Browns this year, I'm thinking, uh, is my, I love the Browns, but they, they're, they're not at that capacity yet, the way those guys are playing. Those te- these teams are good. We need, I, I like the OC shakeup that we're having. Hopefully they gear towards Deshaun with whoever they pick, and everybody get out of the way. Hope huh. so, Dan. That's funny. I had the exact opposite feeling. I felt like we were cl- I, going into the weekend. I did feel like the Ravens and and you know for the beginning of the season, I totally thought the Niners were way better than us. Now, I don't know the fact that Baltimore could get beat yesterday and the way that the Lions lost yesterday. I I don't think the Browns are that far away. I know that there's some changes we got coming personnel wise, but I, I yesterday didn't give me any hope or reason to not think that the Browns aren't going in the right direction. Well, the Browns beat one of the teams in the Super Bowl. And they beat two of the teams in the Final Four. There you go. Would you have hired Bill Belichick based on some of the things that came out? That's coming up on Baskin and Phelps. That's Andy Baskin. I'm Jeff Phelps. Welcome back. If you're just tuning in, good to have you with us. Sal Capaccio is the Bills sideline reporter, Buffalo Bills, on the Bills radio network. Sal's going to join us coming up in 17 minutes to talk about the New offensive coordinator of the Browns, Ken Dorsey, former Browns quarterback. Unofficially. Yeah. Unofficially. Yeah. Unofficially. Uh, so I'm looking forward to talking to Sal at 1 o'clock. Good to have him back with us. 
the Atlanta Falcons have hired Raheem Morris as their new head coach. And Raheem, a longtime NFL assistant coach, has some head coaching experience. Bill Belichick interviewed with the Falcons twice for that gig and didn't get it. And Jonathan Jones on CBS wrote a story about this that you might find fascinating. And I, the, the thing about it is this, Andy. We talked all about what Jonathan ended up writing about, which was I felt that Belichick, to be hired, would have to go in and say, I'd like to coach your football team. Not it's my way or the highway. I agree with you on that. Now, if Bill didn't want to do that, and and Bill's thinking was, hey, I don't want to coach somewhere unless it's my way or the highway, then that's okay for Bill too. Right. You know, I mean, Bill could call a shot there. Do you really want to coach this year? Fine. You're going to have to maybe calm it down a little. Do you not care if you coach this year? Then you can go in and be demanding. Apparently, he went in and was demanding. Jonathan Jones headline on his story on CBS Sports, Bill Belichick's next coaching job. No team wants to give him full control now, but don't count out 2025. And then Jonathan gets into some things that I I thought were really interesting. And he says it looks really unlikely that Bill's going to coach this year. He thinks he'll work in television, actually, this coming year. I think he'd be great. Uh, I think he'd be, you would tune in. There's no question about that. Excuse me, no question about that. But Jonathan Jones says that sources told CBS not to count Bill out for 2025. There remains a desire for Belichick to return to the sidelines. He just has to do it on his own terms. Hmm. So apparently Bill, in his early 70s, and not having much success without Tom Brady, feels he's either in a position to call the shots or he doesn't care. You know, fine. I'm either going to do it my way or I'm going to do TV and hang out and, you know, go do whatever. Go help my daughter coach lacrosse. Sure. Which is great. Uh, He says the Falcons are the only team known to have interviewed Bill, and they interviewed him twice. And he apparently laid out his plan and his vision for Falcons owner Arthur Blank. And, you know, you have to do that. Got to sell the owner. But the Falcons, and here's where it gets interesting. Falcons decided they could live without Bill who certainly would have changed things within the building. For sure. One Falcons source put it, there would have been a ground shake with Belichick coming to town. Okay, I see that. And then he says, football people would have been reassigned or fired. Oh, for sure. Their football people are Rich McKay, who is the CEO, who's been with the Atlanta Falcons for 20 years. Right. Was the general manager. The president is uh, a guy who's been there 29 years, Greg Beatles, 29 years with the Atlanta Falcons. And the GM's a young guy who was really pretty highly thought of, was with the Saints for a long time, Terry Fontenot, who was hired in 2021. So the source tells Jonathan Jones and CBS, football people would have been reassigned or fired. So those are the main guys, a 20-year employee, a 29-year employee, and a young up-and-comer as a GM. Business people would have had to change how, where, and when they do their jobs. Oh, I believe it. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Why? Why not? Why to separate not football why you... and business operations, so that it, as you know as well as I do, that Bill, there's no way Bill wants the um, 
sales reps are probably the best way in the same building as the football guys. There's no way. Yeah, well, because guess what? that's how rumors get leaked. That's how things happen. Next thing you know, some guy you know sprains his ankle in practice, and one of the sales guys happened to hear from uh, somebody else who was in the building, and now all of a sudden it's you know now all of a sudden Bill thinks well the other team's going to find out, and that, that that means they'll have a competitive advantage on us. You know what? Arthur, you know exactly. I'm a hundred percent right. I'm not going to argue okay. with you on that, but do you find it preposterous that? A guy who is 72 years old and hasn't won since Tom Brady's been this quarterback felt he could come in and tell the business people how, where, and when they can do their jobs. Is that preposterous? Yes. Is that reality for a desperate owner? They'll do whatever it takes. Well, Arthur Blank might be a desperate owner, and he said to Bill yeah, on this. Like okay, you came back and beat us in the Super Bowl, but if he continues with that, he's he's not going to get a job unless you well, see, have. I, I agree. I don't think he's going to. Except done. Jonathan Jones pointed out, okay, this cycle it didn't work, but there were eight coaching openings. He didn't get one, and there'll be eight more next. And year. there will be eight more next year. And he said, and some team just might think, okay, Bill's the guy. But the interesting thing he he pointed out, he said, league sources are basically feeling in, in a unanimous way. Bill's got four years left in him, max, anywhere. So are you going to change everything for four years of Bill Belichick? Or are you going to think, you know what, we're going to go elsewhere and do it a different way? I I think he's done. A source familiar with Belichick told Jonathan Jones he was going to be picky anyway. He needs someone to give him total control. He needs Randy Lerner. Well, Randy doesn't own. Yeah, I know a football team. I got a great idea. Does he own a side? No, don't go. Don't do Ted Lasso thing on me. Oh, it's total Ted Lasso. I know. Don't do it. Could you imagine Bill Belichick no. with the Premier League? Team? No, I can't. But there have been thirty-five head coach openings in the last. They call them last five hiring cycles. Okay. In other words, coaches get blown up at the end of the year. I just think it's. Uh, I think it's interesting that a, a team would bring Bill Belichick in and not expect him to want total control. You know, I would think the... I would You think know exactly the, what you're getting. But I also think it's not a good idea for Bill to demand total control if he actually is truly interested in being an NFL head coach again. Because I, I wouldn't give it to him. I, I don't know who's giving it to him. If there's a Randy Lerner out there, maybe. Otherwise... If, if Robert Kraft wouldn't continue to give it to him, why would you if you're a different team and Bill's no longer a, a 50-year-old young go-getter? Right. Frank is in Kent. Hi, Frank. Hey, Andy and Jeff. How's it going, huh? Good. What's up, man? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I was going to talk about how we should celebrate, even though we left the playoffs early, the wonderful loss of uh, the Ravens slash Old Browns. I was never so thrilled when they lost. Uh, that was a time for Browns fans to celebrate. Would you agree? With the Ravens losing? Yeah, I don't uh, want to see our team. I, I don't want to see the team that won our division continuing. So I think, Frank, yeah, that's a good thing. Well, I was, I was glad that Baltimore lost. Uh, well, that and that uh, comes first circle about, uh, about Belichick and Moldell. You guys know, did Modell give Belichick full control as a rookie coach? I don't think so. Um, no. 
I don't either. All right, Frank, hang on a second. Hey, thank you, Frank. No, Frank, hang on. Hang on. You still on yeah. that line? Yeah. Poo-ball, Poo-ball wants to talk to you. Oh, boy. Hi, Frank. But uh, uh, Poo-ball, do they have to address you as Mr. Poo-ball since you are the boss? We do have to call him Mr. Poo-ball. No, you can no. call me Andy. That's fine. No, we call well, you Poo-ball. call you Andy Poo-ball. So what name should okay. we call you, Frank, or fake voice Frank as we call you here? I think that's Frank's well, I, I don't know about fake voice, but my name is Frank. Ask anybody in Kent what the Andy and Jeff are familiar with. Yes. Uh, in, in Ray's place, they call me Frank. Nobody calls me fake voice. Andy you know, knew you one of the tri-towers. I, I believe he's legit. Okay, all I ask, Frank, is that if you could call the morning show anytime you want. I mean, I can almost give you a hotline over the air if you'd like. Wow. Is there any chance we can get you to call the morning show? Uh, what time do they come on? That is a great question. It's, it's real early, Frank. You got to get up six. Now wait a second. Well, they go to ten. They come on at what? Seven, five, six. What is it? Six to ten. Six to ten. And I'm gonna uh, talk to Ken or Olima, who you think I am. So you want to try to catch me? Because I can't talk to myself at the same time. Oh, he's calling you out, Poobah. He is calling you out. And Frank, I got you, you back. You think Lima would be that stupid? He could have a recording of me calling. That's fine. I would love to hear it. It's a good bit. Uh-huh. All so right. What, what, what should I call? Frank, Tomorrow? when would you like them to call? When would you like Frank to call? Well, you said you're a late. You get up late, right? Well, I'd be up at uh, 7 o'clock. I got to walk the dog. You know, I go around campus and, uh, you know, get, get exercise and walk the dog. Have you ever been to Kent, Poobah? Have you ever been to Kent? You ever been to Kent? No, I, I, I have been to Kent uh, a couple times, but I, I'm just trying to make it in your schedule. Would, say, 8.33 work for you? 8, 8.33 tomorrow? Yes. Yeah, no, that'll work. And, and, and now, what, what should I do? Uh, talk to Lima personally? Yeah, and that that would prove that I'm not Lima, and that would that would keep the poobah quiet. No, it won't keep me quiet. Won't? No. Yeah. Jeff, do we have any questions we could ask Frank that would that Lima would not know about Kent that Frank would? Yeah. I mean, I asked him the Tri Towers question. That was, I mean, he he nailed that one. Last Where was the telecommunications department located? Where was it? Uh, the telecommunications department now is uh, merged with uh, journalism, uh, but they're in Franklin Hall now, the old Franklin Hall, but they used to be in uh, music and space. Boom. There's no way Boom. Lima knows that. Frank, way to go, baby. There's no way Lima no knows way that. Lima Jeff knows. and I both Lima know that. Would not, Lima would not know that. He would not know uh, that. Did he go to Kent State? No. No, heavens no. no. Hey, Lima, what color hair do you have? Well, me? Frank, you're wrong, Poobah. It's, uh, it, Frank's it's not the real Lima. deal, baby. He's real. Uh, I got the uh, brown hair tinged with a little gray. Nice. Tinged with a little gray. Frank, thank you very much for calling. Frank, we appreciate I just want it. you to know that as fellow Kent Staters, we have your back. Well, uh, well, uh, Poobah, you said you went. To, uh, you were in Kent. What were you doing there? He wasn't. He just walked out. He of the just, room. Oh no, yeah. he walked back in. What were you doing? What were you doing in Kent, Poobah? Actually, we were talking about carrying their games for a little bit. Oh, okay, good. Nice. Right. Uh, but by the way, that, there. that oh, is a good idea. I can't hear Kent State games anywhere. We did a remote why down there, the, and then I saw Lima looking around for you. Oh wait, well, I did. Why don't right. you carry Golden Flash? Yeah, basketball? why don't you carry? 
Golden Flash basketball. Frank, thank you, buddy. All right. Hang in. Goodbye, Frank. Apparently thank 833 you. to make the poobah happy. Please call in. Ladies and gentlemen, the poobah has left the room. Sincerely, the poobah. I believe Frank is 100% real. Are we both suckers? I don't think Lima can make his voice go like that. I don't think it's Lima. Sorry. I don't either. I I wonder if Sal Capaccio sounds that way after he's had a bad cold. He's the Bill sideline reporter. He's coming up next, giving us the lowdown on Ken Dorsey on Baskin and Phelps. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.